as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised that he's going to be with us in his world till the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. the number one thing you must treasure is god's voice god must be able to speak to you at all times a believer must be in alignment with god a believer must be able to decode god's voice. now god doesn't just give the word sometimes he gives instructions those instructions are like strategy don't just receive the promise in your heart also receive the process glory to god so i want to quickly talk to you i'm closing the last god's heartbeat and life possibilities and i'm also speaking about resurrection so i'm talking about resurrection advantages and mission resurrection advantages and mission so most of the time we capitalize on the advantages we don't actually talk about the mission aspect of it and the advantages is fully enjoyed explored resurrection in its in itself the power of resurrection is fully explored when we are conscious of the mission of resurrection when we are conscious of the mission of the mission attached to resurrection of the mission that is born as a result of resurrection a resurrection is the testimony that we hold on to tentitum if you read Matthew 28 verse 1 to 10 because we don't have all the time they came to the tomb to come and check and blah 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 and then the angel appeared to them that is not here verse 6 is not here for his reason as he said come and see the place where the lord lay is risen as he said he is risen as he said luke 24:1 to 12 19 to 27 44 to 49 you can note some of these things because we don't have all the time Some people were sorrowful on their way to their to emails and then he met he met with them he said why are you guys what are you guys discussing and then he said are you a stranger they were talking to Jesus there are you a stranger in Jerusalem that there is a man mighty in deeds who thought he was going to restore the Israel the kingdom to Israel and all that and then but he was killed and blah 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 if you read from verse 19 there about um from verse 19 he talks to them and he says to them what things so they said to him the things concerning Jesus Nazareth he was a prophet mighty and all that and then if you jump and read from verse 44 so he spoke to them you know you remember the story they met they sat down they constrained him to eat and then their eyes opened all right when they break bread and now when we do holy communion we do it in remembrance of his death and resurrection do you remember that we do it in remembrance of his death and resurrection and what we remember there is not easter what we remember is the significance of the death and resurrection are you getting what i'm saying the the importance the opportunities that he brought to her the victory the blessings the miracles all right the love that is demonstrated to the world uh by god himself so in verse 44 then he said to them these are the words which i spoke to you while i was with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written by the law of moses and the prophets and the psalms and you see that concerning me you know some prophesied that he was going to be you know messiah and all that and he opened their understanding that they might un- comprehend the scriptures you see this verse the next verse is acts chapter 1 In Acts chapter 1 they started quoting the scripture. In Acts chapter 1 verse chapter 1 they started quoting the scripture. 
When he told them, you shall receive power and blah, blah, blah. And the Bible says that according to the book of Psalms, they started quoting scriptures. He opened their mind. There was nothing, when Peter received the Holy Ghost and he was preaching, he said, what you see happening in the book of Joel, he opened their understanding. Are you getting what I'm saying? By the power of resurrection, our understandings are open in Jesus' name. You open their understanding. Do you know that at this time, there was a Saul who was not part of them? Do you know that? He became Paul on his way to Damascus. He met with the Lord. And then God, he got saved. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to listen very well. Do you know he had an unusual understanding? In fact, he was so productive as a result of the unusual understanding and the kind of encounter he had with God, all right, to the extent that he knew that understanding is key to productivity. He opened their understanding. And the Bible says, may you be, I pray, since I know that I heard of your faith, I pray, I do not cease to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayer, asking the Lord to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. It's one thing to have the scriptures. It's one thing to know the scriptures. It's another thing to understand it. So, post-resurrection brought about an unusual understanding. Can you see that? You see? An unusual understanding. This time they were really asking, they will not be asking foolish questions again. You remember all the questions I've talked about. Show us the Father. So you can imagine, I'm, I'm with you like you are asking me, showing us the Father. Alright? So many funny, funny questions in the gospel. But those things were written so that we could learn from them as well. So he opened their understanding. Now stay in that scripture. Stay in that Luke chapter. Yes, Luke chapter 24 verse 45. They might complain the scripture. Next verse. And it says, um, and Then he said to them, Does it is written, Does it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, that third day it was a necessity. That's why he came. It was a carpenter that he might die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything he did, he attended conferences that he might die. He said, I came in the volume of book, written of me. When they asked, are you the son of God? Are you the king of the Jews? He said, for this purpose, the son of man came into the world. And that is the call of Jesus' ministry. Death Burial and resurrection. Now you have to take note of this. Dead, burial, and resurrection. Which one is important? Christmas and um, Easter. Don't get yourself engaged in all those unnecessary things. It said third day, third day, three days and three nights. How can Friday to Sunday be three days and three? Don't bother yourself. What matters is Christ died and he resurrected. Praise God. Have you ever thought about it? How your parents conceived you? Where they met, the bed spread they used, the bed they used, the house they used. Have you ever thought about it? The truth is that now you are here. Somebody say, I'm here. Look at your neighbor say, are you here? You never bothered about how they met. There are certain questions you have not asked your parents and you will never ask. Are you getting what I'm saying? What is important is that you are here. Somebody say, I'm here. Yeah. 
Yes, it will have been Thursday. It will have been Wednesday. Is that what some people argue, 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 and Christianity died in their hands? That's not the reason why we are here this morning. But we know that Christ to suffer is a necessity for him to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Verse 47. And it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. So what next? Mission. Can you see that? He said, now, I'm resurrected. Now, I'm alive. There is an assignment for you. You know, I, I didn't want to, Pastor Rex thought about certain things on Friday. I didn't want to touch them. Because he never told them to even repent. He just said, the Lord which is my God is your God. My Father, I go to my Father and your Father. Are you getting what I'm saying? My God and your what? And your God. That was what confirmed what was written in Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians. That when he died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. The apostles were physically alive. They spiritually, they were dead with him. And when he resurrected, they what? Resurrected with him. Glory to God. And we resurrected with him. Somebody say, when he died, I died with him. Say, when he was buried, I was buried with him. When he was raised from the dead, say, I was raised with him. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Somebody say, I'm seated with him. At the right hand of the Father, far above principalities and power. Can you say amen? amen. That is the scripture, is the verdict, the infallibility of God's word. There is nothing on earth that can change it. Power. Look at verse 48. Verse 48. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. And you are witnesses of these things. Can you see that? So we are talking about death and resurrection. I will give you some of the advantages. Directly lifted from the scripture. So that your understanding can be quickened. And then it says you are witnesses of these things. Look at your neighbor. Say you are a witness. Say you are a Christ witness. Yes. You are witnesses of what things? Of what things? Death and what? Resurrection. And that is why you cannot be born again until you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Christ was raised from the dead. You are witnesses of this thing. You are not just believing with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord or whatever. Is your Lord because he was raised from the dead. Are you getting what I'm saying? The dead cannot be the Lord of the living. The dead cannot be the Lord of the living. I remember a particular scenario. A man wanted to die. He said, make sure you bury me in my house. And you know in Octodos, there are in those days, you don't bury in a house. You bury in the cemetery. So he gave them order. And when the man died, so something happened, and then the Orthodox said they will not conduct the burial if you are not laying the person in the cemetery. And then the children said, the father said, and the father, their father's brother, who is, happened to be their uncle, he said, how can the dead be dictating to the living? He said, my brother is dead. Me, I know the living can do whatever they like. Bury me anywhere. He said, how can this man that is dead, his corpse is in the morgue? 
and is dictating. You know, there's a way people can hold on to certain ritual that my father, you know, he might not be, he might not be happy with me on his way to heaven. That's why some people they do remembrance. They say they are turning that the man has been sleeping on this side. He needs to turn. He needs to turn to this side. Are you? I might is turning. Even the termite there has died. That's how they carry the man. To cemetery. That's how they carry the man to cemetery. Before my dad died. We're talking about it. I said, where do you like to be laid, sir? This is this your house or cemetery? My father does not even send anything. He said, but you see, sometimes it's good for the house. I told him, I said, we won't be able to sell your house. If we need to. The Yorubas believe that the children that were not well taught that sell the house. It is wrong. It's not all your father's properties you will use. There are some you will. Don't be believing things. What does Bible says? Are you getting what I'm saying? And keep the house now. And bring your grandchildren into the house. There's nothing wrong with it. The reason why they said that is that there are certain things that might go wrong. They, you know, when they say that the house is at peace, it's the bastard in that house that have no reason to power. Are you getting what I'm saying? If the bastard is in power, ha, the house will scatter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the reason they say it. There are things that are for good causes. And then you maintain that. Now, that's just by the way. Now, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was prophesied. Zechariah 13, 7. Smite the shepherd and the sheep. The sheep shall be scattered. Daniel 9, 26. Even Saul scores. And seven, three scores and um, two weeks or something. And then it says that he shall be cut off. Now, if you read it. Being cut off there means he will die. Isaiah 53 is a, is a particular chapter dedicated to Christ. How he was bruised for a transgression. I was taken to slaughter. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then he will not remain in the grave. And Jesus spoke about it himself. He said, I will not give you any sign that is different from that of Jonah. Do you remember? When the house came, give us signs. Because the Jews always looking for signs. Say, I won't give you anything spectacular. Christ, God has been communicating about me before I came. That Jonah that went into the belly of the fish and came out is the exact sign I am going to give to you. So that means the only sign, the only major thing that Christ came to achieve, to demonstrate really, is death, burial, and resurrection. Anybody can fake healing. Anybody can fake whatever, but you cannot f- die now and try to resurrect. There are people that have tried it. And then they could not. Glory to God. Only Christ resurrected from the dead. And that's why the Bible referred to him as firstborn from the dead. He is the first fruit. He is referred to as the first fruit. Out of all the fruit of the sons of God, he is the first. He is the one that led the train. Are you getting what I'm saying? He is the one that lets the, he leads the triumphant victory, the tree. 
That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph, to triumph in Christ Jesus, and causes the fragrance of his knowledge to diffuse everywhere. Thanks be unto God, you see that. To diffuse everywhere through us, because it causes us to triumph. We triumph with him. We were raised together with him. And were seated together with him. Can you say amen? amen? John chapter 12 verse 24. It was talking about, look, I came to the earth as a seed. I'm not just a son. Amen? I came as a seed. That once you plant me, God wants to plant me in order to be able to recover every, the race of humanity. Adam lost it. The first Adam. He lost it big time. And I'm going to share certain things with you that is the plain truth. One of the things you have not realized is how authorized you are. You know authorized King James Version. You are also a king. Are you getting what I'm saying? Authorized Toby. Authorized Kolapo. Authorized Maiwa. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you can put king there. King Toby, King Kolapo, King Maiwa, King Tolu, King uh, Segelo. Amen. Authorized. Somebody say I'm authorized. authorized. The resurrection of Christ, you are authorized. That was what Adam lost. Authority and power. If you invoke it in your business, your business will leave. Are you getting what I'm saying? You look at your account, you invoke. I'm telling you, this thing affects every area of our life. Every area, no exemption. Every area. If you are still here, can you say amen? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone, but if it dies, it reproduces much grain. I like what Pastor um, Rez was saying. He said you can't identify the grain that died really in the rest. Everything looks like that grain. You know why? Because it's in all the grain. It's actually all the grain. Praise God. That's why we have Christ in us and we are in Christ. You know, I've, I've thought this before, that we look like Christ until you speak otherwise. Amen. The only thing that denies your identity in the realm of the Spirit is how you speak. The same wrong thing. Let's deal with it. You appear like Christ in the realm of the Spirit. You know Christ is not a surname. You know Christ is not a surname. Okay, let me show you. I need somebody, handsome guy. Can you come? Can they come? You know, we, we describe Christ as the head of the body, right? Alright, I want to show you something. Now, this is a very handsome guy. Praise God. Word of affirmation. If you are in the meeting this morning, ah, how many of you are in the meeting this morning? Oh, glory. Did you enjoy yourself? Go get the message. It's about relationship and marriage. Fantastic stuff. Go get the message, man. Hmm? You'll see the resurrection working in your relationship and marriage. So this guy is the body of Christ. This is the head is the Christ. You see, I've shared a lot of things with you about this before. You can't see without Christ. You can't smell without Christ. This is the brain control, the central Nervous, it sends signals throughout the whole body. The head coordinates the body. I hope you understand that. 
The body is subject to the head. Are you getting what I'm saying? The head is the identity that the body carries. Without Christ, we have no identity. Is that clear? If something is wrong with the, any part of the body, you don't even know first in the body. You know first in the brain. The pain that you will go through next month, Christ has already felt it. Do you get what I'm saying? Good. The head sacrificed in order for the body to come alive. Is that clear? But I want to show you something about the word Christ. Christ means the anointed and is anointing. So when we say the body of Christ, we are not saying the body, this body, the body of the head. That's not what we are saying. What we are saying is that the whole body is Christ. When I say come, today, I'm not only calling the head. Do you know that? So what am I calling? That's why Bible, Jesus Christ will not be able to sit down at the right hand of the Father without the body. That's why the Bible says we are seated together with him. And you know I said this, but I think Pastor, um, Pastor Rez also came to reinstate it. You are not seated on different seats. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are seated together. Now, let's say this is Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are seated in him together. Another person seated. Another person seated. Seated. No extra, not that you are seated like this. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are seated. If he can, if he will need to adjust, he adjusts with you. Do you get what I'm saying? If he's thinking any blessing, you are thinking it. You are seated together. Do you get, that's what Bible says you have the mind of Christ. You can sit with somebody like this and you don't have the mind of that person. But because you are in that person, you have the same mind, you have the same thoughts, you have the same, everything is the same. Someone says seated together. Now that's a message. Let's leave that. But when you say Christ, I want you to understand that he's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, but wherever you walk to on the earth, you bring Christ into the place. Is that clear? Once you walk into anywhere, you walk the Christ into the place. The anointing and the grace that he carries. Christ is more than an, is more of an office than a name. Let me describe it that way. Christ is more of an office than a what? Than a name. You know when you occupy an office, everything about that office, do you understand? Is to your advantage. When you go into any meeting, let me tell you something. If you're a former governor of Lagos, if you go into a meeting, you might not be well recognized. Because you have left power. Abi, you have left power. But if you are the incumbent governor of Lagos State, there's difference between former and incumbent. And there's difference between a future governor, former and incumbent. If the three of them walk into this place, there is a different way we are all going to relate with all of them. If they tell you somebody is former, you relate a bit. If they tell you somebody is the future, you relate well. If they tell you is the incumbent governor, you relate better. Much more better. Are you getting what I'm saying? But there is no former and future in Christ. It's only incumbent. 
When you are in Christ, you are there. It's not a future thing. It's not a past. That's what the Bible says. Now faith is. God doesn't dwell in the future. He doesn't dwell in past. He doesn't dwell in time. That is why to us, sometimes we think some things is, he said, you know, answers to prayer is here and amen. It is now. Glory to God. It is now. In fact, there are truths that he reveals that are referred to as present truths in the book of Peter. There is something that God is saying now that you must connect to. So, but then I just brought him out to explain this. You can stand up, sir. Now, you walk about. Is he walking with his head? What is moving? Is it not the body? But the head is moving, right? But you see, you walk. That is why it's an insult to God. Is somebody from an external devil is not part of this structure. Devil is outside. It's an external person. It will bombard you with all kinds of stuff. Your head is correct. You must connect with the head. I hope that is clear. You must connect with the head. Now, the head tells you what happens at that moment. The head tells you how you should move and respond at that moment. Is that clear? Thank you. Please appreciate him for me. Christ is more of an office than a name. And you live you move, you have your being in that office. I hope that is clear. Praise God. Now, um, quickly, let me share certain things with you. Um, that book of John, he said, he abides alone, he produces much more grain. Can you give us verse 25 of that book of John? Verse 25. Quickly. Of the book of John. Let me just share with you some advantages. Number one is justification and salvation. There is no salvation without death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Some of these, let me just be paraphrasing them. Romans chapter 1 verse, verse 16. It says, the power of God, the, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, on Sunday you must have a calm spirit to receive God's word is the power of God unto what? Salvation. The power is referring to his resurrection. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. Let's stop there. And that salvation includes every other thing you ever need. But you see, when you say the gospel is power unto salvation, so what is the gospel? First Corinthians chapter 15, if you read from verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 15, if you read from verse 1. First Corinthians. So I'm not afraid of the death and resurrection of God, of Christ, for it is the power, so the death and resurrection produce power. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. Now listen, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand. So you stand in the gospel. And I said, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, and according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Can you see that? According to the scriptures. That's the gospel. Death, 
burial and resurrection. So there is justification in our salvation. So we are saved and justified. Romans chapter 3, if you read Romans chapter 3, I'm showing you this because it's very important. Some of you need to break, break out of certain struggles. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 to 26. Grace to be able to say no. It's not only the blood that should say no. You must be able to say no to certain things that are wrong in your life. For all have sinned and, and fall short of the glory of God. Now, as a believer, if you make mistakes, you don't fall short of the glory of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You just go to God and ask for forgiveness. But he's talking about what Adam, the mistake of Adam. Alright? The mistake of Adam made humanity to fall short of that pedestrian, that realm where we ought to operate. Next verse. Being justified freely. Can you see it? By his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Next verse. And then he says, Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood, through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Verse 26. This is simple. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and justifier of the one who has faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Now you can cross to Romans chapter 4 verse 22. This was, was talking about Abraham having faith and not being worried. You know, call those things that be not as, as though they were. It's of God that called things that be not as though they were. Blah. He was talking about how he did not consider the deadness of the body of Sarah. And he himself did not consider the hopelessness, hope in hope, and all that against hope. So, but when he gets to verse 22, he said, And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness because he believed. Yes, next verse. Now I want you to take note of something. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, verse 24. But I want you to say, I want you to say something. But also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him. It's already imputed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just the King James uh, will you know, uh, saying it. Who raised up Jesus? Who believed in him? Who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead? You see that? Verse 25. Look at verse 25. Who was delivered up because of our offenses? So, the death is for a purpose. To end all the sins and offense. To atone. To release his blood as ransom. And Bible says, was raised because of our what? Justification. Somebody say, I'm justified. Justified Justified means to be declared free, not guilty of all the evil you have done in your life. You are not guilty. You are free. You are not guilty. You are acquitted. Praise God. Say it again. Say, I'm justified. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Being justified by faith. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, don't forget that we read just chapter 4. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, crossing to chapter 5, he said, Therefore, now that you have been justified as you have been raised from the dead, you have peace with God. Somebody say, I have peace with God. So, it means you are now spiritually alive with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, these basic things, you must understand them. You have peace with God. Let me tell you something. When you misbehave and disobey God, your peace is not disturbed with God. The peace in your own acts 
is what is affected. In order for you to be pointed back to the advocacy of Jesus. That Lord have mercy on me. I've done something wrong. And I pray that I receive the mercy. I receive forgiveness. You are not even asking for forgiveness. No, I, listen to me everybody. You are not asking for forgiveness. You are receiving what has been given. You know there is this difference between the two. Praise the Lord. That's what First John chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 talks about. That if you sin, you have an advocate. So somebody is already advocating before you even sin. So if you sin, you have an advocate. That's not a license for you to sin. But if you do, you receive forgiveness. And that's why it says, come to the throne of grace boldly. Nothing should hold you back. And obtain mercy. And find help in times of what? Need. So there will always be a time that you need help. You need, you are in need of help. Probably forgiveness, God's mercy or whatever. Say, come boldly to the throne of grace. So this is the bedrock. And that's why I have to stay longer a little bit on this. Justified. Justification in salvation. Please, there is nothing that you will ever acquire in Christ. If you don't understand this, devil can shift you. He can shift you. You must understand it. That God will never condemn you. You must understand it. That you are already forgiven in Christ Jesus. You must understand it. That it is in your place to receive that which you are being forgiven. If you hear that, can you say Amen. It's as simple as that. There are so many other scriptures which I cannot touch now. First Peter chapter 3 verse 4. He said by the resurrection he has gotten us again. He has begotten us again. You see that. If you read from verse 3 to 4. First Peter chapter 3 verse 20 to 21. You can note those scriptures. First Peter 3 20 to 21. First Peter 1 3 to 4. Number 2. Multiplication. Now, you just heard that Christ came as a seed and we are the fruit of the seed. Multiplication. Wherever you see the power of resurrection at work, there is what? Multiplication. When God says, be fruitful. So what God is expecting is that, okay, once you bring out first fruits, that fruit, out of that fruit, you carry the seed and plant again. Are you getting what I'm saying? So from one tree, you now have many trees. And you now have multiplied fruits. Is that clear? So you must not develop emotion with the fruits. You must not be emotionally attached, emotionally attached with, you must be able to separate the seed from the rest of the fruit. I know some of you, I don't know, probably you are like me. There are certain fruits that I don't care about the seed that is inside. I just eat everything. How many of you have done like that before? A lot of people are not like us. Please, if you are like me, raise your hand. You have done like that before. Oh, okay. One of them is happy. I don't just... Just go. Did you get what I'm saying? Now, and some of you too, you do it. It's just that you don't know you do it. There are some fruits that you don't... The seeds are so tiny. Do you get it? Although some people can do mango. They can do... They can do... 
they can do orange. There are so many trees inside people's hearts now, inside people's belly. <laughs> so, you know, egg is a seed. The egg of, you know, some of you that like to chop egg. If you see a whole umbrella or layer that is so big, the day you chop egg, that's what you chop. You are as big as it, as it is. That's what you chop. Alright? And that is why the Bible says that the seed that is sown is multiplied. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, you remember? He said, He bless the seed that is sown. Multiply the seed that is sown. He give bread to the eater and seed to the sower. The bread and the seed all together is fruit. But you now separate the seed are you getting what I'm saying? From the bread. There is a part you will eat. There is a part you must replant. Is that clear? For multiplication. Somebody say multiplication. That's what the death. Actually, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the law of sowing and reaping. Are you getting what I'm saying? The law of sowing and reaping. When Noah offered sacrifice, God said, hmm, guys, you get it. As long as as the earth remaineth, I won't destroy it. He said, Seed time and harvest shall not what? Cease. So, what Noah did, he understood what God had done that this is a form of redemption. That he saved us from the total destruction and annihilation of everything on the earth. We offered that sacrifice, and God said, Hmm, hmm, you got it. There was somebody that was, they were fighting, some, some countries were fighting, or cities or towns were fighting, and somebody realized that they were losing the war. He sacrificed his firstborn. They won the battle. They understood that until there is a seed, there is no productivity. There is no victory. So, some of you will have just thought, that, uh, uh, what is it? He collected authority. For, let me tell you, devil has authority. He had authority, actually. He had it. You know, Bible referred to him as the prince of this world. If you check your scripture very well, in fact, in coming to Jesus, Bible says the prince of this world came and he found nothing. But I want you to reason very well. I shared it with them in the class, that um, upgrade class, that never shift blame to anybody, but anytime you shift blame, you transfer your authority. If you are supposed to take responsibility, take responsibility. Praise the Lord. God never spoke to Eve until they sinned. And God spoke to Adam. What happened? And Adam said, the woman you gave me. And God abandoned Adam straight. And went to the woman. That was the first time he would speak to the woman. Because Adam transferred the authority to the woman. And God started dealing with the woman. And the woman too transferred the authority says it happens. You know, funny thing is that somebody was even speaking about this place. He said it was only serpent that did not transfer authority. Because he blamed nobody. That's how he retained it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Always looking for who to blame. Worry is the reason why I'm in, my business has gone. He's always looking for somebody to blame. Don't transfer your authority. Can you say amen? amen? If you believe that. So, but Jesus Christ came. No wonder. When they asked Jesus Christ, are you the son of God? He just kept quiet. They want him to transfer the authority again. 
They accuse him. They see all kinds of stuff. He just kept quiet. It's not all the time you need to speak and defend your rights. Yeah. You just want to prove a point. You just, just forget all those things. Even if you study the temptation of Jesus, you will know that the devil was already losing by the way he responded. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so, we'll get to authority, but I just said that. Multiplication. So he multiplied himself and we were produced. Number three, victory over death. Eternal life. Victory over death. I have a lot of scriptures for some of these things. Victory over death. John 11, 25 to 26. I am resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me will live eternally. Victory over death. That's victory over death. Revelation 26. Revelation 20, verse 6. Some of these things you have to note them to go back to check them. Please, you don't come to church and just listen and just go. It is not established and rooted in you. You see, one of the things that is helping some of us is those days that we have de- de- devoted and sit down with the scripture. I pray by all means that I have that opportunity like that again. I mean, I used to sit down with the scripture three, four hours. I'm just from scriptures to scripture, I'm just reading, I'm just, you know, where you don't have, you don't have to, I don't even know what's in power. How to, I just focus. I don't know which party, which it was military. I, you know, the country was no Bukwara, nothing. Everybody was just at peace. And I was much more young, younger, and then food is there. So I just focus. So, but we have to create it. It's very important. There are lights that dawns on you when you read the scripture. And God will never leave, leave, leave you in darkness. Once you read the scriptures, the solution you are looking for, all the prayer you have been praying, the answer is in the scripture. Hello, listen to me. When you pray, you pray. When you pray, God, I need a job. You know the answer. Scripture. When the revelation wants to come to you, it comes and reminds you what God has said. Once you have revelation concerning your job, then you turn that revelation to declaration. Are you getting what I'm saying? The revelation now produces faith within you when you meditate it for your job, and then you now turn it into a declaration. And you declare until you see the job. Are you getting what I'm saying? So victory over death. Revelation 26. Blessed and holy is who, as part of the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power. Can you see that? The second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Don't ever believe it that you will miss heaven. Say, vaccine is code CCCs. And this one, they are wearing t shirts CCCs. Look, Oga, believe the Bible. I hope that is clear. Believe the Bible. There are a lot of conspiracy theories. I'm not disputing that fact that you should not be sensitive. Believe the, Do you know since when we have been. So somebody wrote a book. I was reading the book. A very well respected man of God. I read to the point that he was talking about science. You will be too conscious of hell by observing everything that is written there. You look into your research. Maybe there is a particular sign. You know, it says the you all kinds of signs. And it, I mean, this is demonic. This is by the time you look at all those, some of those things, you will not eat. You will not wear anything. You, are you getting what I'm saying? Why can't you live from the realm of victory? 
That even though, even though these things exist, but I have victory, I have authority over them. Is that clear? The scripture says you will take up serpents. What does that mean? Even if the devil is rolling out certain fabric, you will wear it, it will have no, it will have no effect. You will wear it, it will have no effect. If the devil is rolling out a certain kind of wig, it's coming from the pit of hell. You must have a faith, the power of resurrection within your heart, that makes you an overcomer. Is that clear? Not that you wear the wig and you start, and another spirit, as they have actually said it, is happening to you. Victory over death. Next one is victory over sin. Romans chapter 6, 5 to 6. Victory over sin and Satan. I've read Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. But Romans chapter 6, verse 5 to 6. For if we have been united in the likeness of his death, I want you to take note of, united means we were one with him when he died. Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. You know, this shall is always giving me issue when I read New Testament, New KJV, Old KJV. In actual fact, he's saying we are in the likeness of his resurrection. That's why First John says, as he is, so are we in this world. We have, we are not going to be, we have already. In likeness of his resurrection. Now yes, go to the next verse. Verse 6. And verse 6 says, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that's the nature of sin, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Victory over sin and Satan. Number five, adoption into sonship with inheritance. Adoption into sonship with inheritance. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 19. Where he was talking about your joint yes with Christ. You are here, if you be. Now, read as many as led by the Spirit of God. These are sons of God, yes? Go. And then he says that in verse 15. Yes? For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but receive the spirit of adoption by which we carry by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Yes? Verse 16. The Spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Yes? We are children of God. Yes? And if children, then hears. Inheritance. Then hears. You cannot be hears without being a child. You heard on Saturday that friends don't receive inheritance. Friends don't receive inheritance now. There are people who are friends with billionaire's children. And when they share the will of the man, nothing crosses to the friendship. And if children, then ears, ears of God, and joint ears with Christ. Friends can partake of the anointing. Friends can fly in private jets, but friends cannot own the private jet. Do you get what I'm saying? So he said we are children. Look at it. Indeed, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. Glory to God. And that leads me to the second one. Glorification of sons. So you can also put that to glorify together. Now when he talks about glorify together, go to verse 18. Glorify together. You see when he's talking about glory, there are two kinds of glory. There is earthly and heavenly. There is eternal glorification. Listen to me. There is eternal glorification, but there is a glory you must carry on the earth and walk in. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mercy paved way for grace. 
When we say Christ is the propitiation, he's talking about what you offer at the mercy seat. Is the ransom, the blood. So we obtain mercy in order to assess grace that Christ bought. Are you getting what I'm saying? And without the platform of grace, there cannot be manifestations of the sons. Manifestations of the sons is the glory. The things that God does in you and through you is the glory of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? The things that showcases the proof of the resurrection power is the glory of God. Now, you can see all kinds of synonyms of um, words that explain the splendor, the effulgence of God's whatever. In simple terms, when you manifest the will of God on the earth, that's the glory of God. Is that clear? That's the glory of God. When things are happening, when you are, you are causing, there is a trouble somewhere, you resolve it. There is a problem somewhere, you solve it. That's the glory of God. It's as simple as that. Manifesting as the sons of God. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That's why scripture says that we have this power in adding vessels. Are you getting what I'm saying? We carry that weight of glory in adding vessels. We have the solution. We are so loaded as a result of this resurrection. And Bible says that that loaded glory within us, which is solutions and manifestation, will be unlocked. That you are going through certain things now that doesn't look like you carry anything. But those things is coming up, is coming up, it's, it will soon be unlocked, and then you start manifesting the things. You know, God speaks to you and you are processing it. He is working on you. God is working on you. The word of God is working on you and all that. You know, Jesus Christ came to do ministry. There was a time it was two years, three years, four years, five years. He didn't raise the dead. He was going. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ten years, twelve years. He even knew. At twelve years, he said, why should I not be by my father's business? But he did not in ministry. It was the glory of God on the earth. And 25, 28, until he was 30. And then he look at the blind. He says, see, ah. If I got to a point, he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He connected being the light of the world to opening the eyes of the blind. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the solutions we are wired with to actually come and execute on the head is impossible without the power of resurrection. And the resurrection advantage is that you have been called to glorification. There is heavenly glorification. Philippians chapter 3, 20 to 21. I wish we can read some of these things. Philippians chapter 1, 20 to 21. Philippians chapter 1, 22. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes? Verse 21. And then it says that, verse 21. Who will transform our lowly body that is, now listen, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Go to chapter 1 verse 20 to 21. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or death. Go to verse, verse 21. You see something now. Verse 21. He said, For to me, to live is what? And to die is what? 
there's glory in that. For believers. It's glorification. It's not just transition. And that's why Jesus said, The glory that you have given unto me, I have given unto them. And sometimes we sing songs, He will never share His glory with anybody. It's not true. It's not true. He gave us His glory. He shares His glory with us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where they got that song from is in the book of Isaiah. And what he was saying is that He will never share His glory with any gods of the heading. Not his children. Praise God. So what kind of a father are you? If your children cannot walk in your name. If, if they cannot do what you do. What is the glory? Manifestation. He said the work I do, you will do also. And greater dimension. You will do. I just came to show you and pave the way. Someone say I'm a solution provider. Yeah. Number seven, the blessing and the blessings. If you remember in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, it says, Cause is he that is hung on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come. Everything is connected to his death and resurrection. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. The blessing. Number eight, freedom from fear. Hebrews 12, 2, 14 to 15. Freedom from fear. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 to 7. Number nine. And you know the greatest fear, like you heard on um, on um, Friday, is death. Once you conquer death, I guess we that we have conquered death, we are the ones that speak at one sixty one fifty. Praise God. You used to be like that. I don't know. I think you have changed now. You know, there is a way speed reduces with age. Amen. When you are growing old, you start remembering you have child, you have children, you have wife. You do you understand? I still speak, amen. Is in the gene of my family. I speak. You have to conquer death. Praise God. I don't believe sickness can kill me. I don't know. Just have it at the center of your heart that you are wired by the resurrection power. That it happened to a man of God does not mean it will happen to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. When COVID came, I had to settle it. It's either I have it and, and can never have it. You have to, there are certain things you just said to. Somebody was in this church who had COVID. I hugged the person. I want to kill and stifle the COVID. Die in your life. Some people that have hugged me now or shake me and say, Ah, Pastor, is that how you spread it to all of us? That's why social media does not have Christ sense. You know, it does not make sense on social media. If I go on social media, they will start dragging me and you spread it to all your church members. Even church members who are here will say, Ah, Pastor, you know, ah, ain't gone, ah, ah, ain't gone, ah, ah. With all the precautions and all the ah, ah, ain't gone. I have the pictures of the times I hugged the person. What about the people that have it and you don't know? That's why you have to operate in faith. 
Don't be senseless when it comes to look when it comes to the things of the spirit. Subject everything to it. I'm not saying you know that somebody has HIV and you go and sleep with the person. I'm not saying that. Without are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But don't forget, I said I have settled it. Please settle it. I know I'm going to travel a lot in my life. So accident is not an option. Are you listening to me? Accident is not an option. I remember a man of God said, I saw in the scripture, my going is blessed. My going out is blessed. My coming in is what? Blessed. That's accident free. You must have a revelation in the scripture that confirms and steer the working of the power of resurrection in your life. Freedom from fear, please. If anybody is in the bondage of fear, you are freed in Jesus' name. Yeah. Number nine, healing, vitality, and quickening of your mortal bodies. Funke led us in prayer concerning this place. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. By the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, it will quicken your mortal body. Number ten, authorization and empowerment. I love this place, but I don't have all the time. Authorization and empowerment. Matthew 28, 18. All the authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore. You see that? Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Listen to me. You know, for ministry, this is one of the revelations I got. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God put it there. He said, even when you are not faithful, I wrote it down. I wrote this thing down, 1999-2000. Lo, I am with you. It's one of the scriptures I got for ministry. Lo, I am with you. Now, it means that even if people, if it gets to a point that people say they are not I'm not, we are not with you again. We are not with you again. God says, I am what? I'm with you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 21. The rest I will just mention and I will zero in to close. Do not cease to give thanks for you. Make a mention of you in my prayers. Yes, I quoted it, I paraphrased it the other time. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, that the heights of your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. We are going somewhere. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Yes, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is towards. And Bible says we are seated with him. Verse 22. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. That is authority. That is authority. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm authorized. Yes, you are authorized by heaven as a result of resurrection. Number 11. Let me just stop that one there. Number 11. Intercessory and advocacy uh, ministry of Jesus. Yes, by the resurrection we have that. Write this place down, 1 John 2, 1-2, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, 
And Romans chapter 8, verse 20, 34. Give us that 34. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Fantastic. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. I want you to take note. So nobody has the authority to condemn you. And furthermore, he is also risen. And who is even at the right hand of the Father who also makes what? Intercession. So he makes intercession because he is risen. Is that clear? For our souls. He did it while he was here, but then when he died and resurrected, he continued. The last one is you are a witness of these things. You know we just read it in Luke chapter 24, right? Yes, verse 44, I think. And we just read it in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. That is what the scripture says. And that's what happened to them. They became a witness in Jerusalem, and then they moved to Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the world. They were scattered abroad. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, the Bible says, Great power with great boldness came upon them. Acts chapter 4, verse 33, And with great power and the apostles, and with great power of resurrection. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Let me tell you something about this. You know the reason why you have to believe and confess that Jesus was raised from the dead? They actually, if you check the gospel, they actually wanted to stop it. They actually paid some soldiers to lie. That they came to steal his body. Do you know it was in the Bible? So it was a rumor in town that he did not resurrect. That they came to steal his body. So a believer at that time, in order to come into Christ, you have to agree and believe with your hand. And there are so many things that are like that in the church. It's just that that's the first thing you do to be part of the member of the body. Are you getting what I'm saying? To be a leader in the body, you have to declare like a note. Are you getting what I'm saying? To take certain responsibility. But the basic one is that I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead. And the Bible says you confess to salvation. Glory to God. You are a witness. Look at your neighbor say you are a witness. Now, what it means to be a witness is beyond just preaching the gospel. It's also living the gospel. You preach the gospel, you live the gospel, you think the gospel, you talk the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? You live the gospel. You let the light shine. And people ask how you do it. And you say, Jesus Christ is the Lord. Alright? You penetrate places. And that's what I was trying to say about kingdom. I was, I was going to teach on kingdom penetration. You enter there disguised with your career. Are you getting what I'm saying? You enter there disguised with your business. There are certain places you go now that I cannot enter. Eh? Let's say, for example, they are doing fitness training now for the, uh, the CEOs of the banks. And then they say, it's, uh, you feel quiet. What was the name of that uh, this thing? And then you are doing the fitness training there for them. I cannot appear there except they say there is a crusade for the CEOs of the bank. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everybody have their own role. But when you do the fitness training, others that have been doing it for them play a kind of music, you came with a kind of music. Others that have been doing it for them as trying to seduce them. You come, you are not seducing. 
Whether are they doing it for them? There's a different way you are doing it. There's something that is different about you. And probably at the end of the, at the end of the day, Father, we thank you, we give you. And then they, they all look at you like this. And one says, that person we want. The person we want. So, you are a witness. Your career, your business, everything about you is a what? Is a witness. That is why if you are walking on the road and people know you with God, and there is a problem, and you start saying, ah, you call yourself a Christian. You know they will say it. Because they are expecting you to witness. And if you are not witness, witnessing, they will say that, and you call yourself. I remember a pastor of a particular large denomination. He was a young Christian then. He said he was going and the conductor did not give him his change. He said he looked at the conductor. He said, give me my change. He said the conductor said, wait now, ah, wait, wait now. You know the way they talk. So when he got there, the conductor said, hey, hey, hey. I said, I said, he was carrying Bible, midway service. He said he just drew the conductor like this. He said, hey, boko. That's how the fighting starts. And the guy, you know, is tall like me. You know, when you see people that way, you know there are people that you see if they want to fight you, you say, sorry, sir. <laughs> That's the way the guy looks. And then people say, ah, you are a Christian. You carry Bible. Now what's the problem? The guy say, ah, you now remember. The ah. They, they caught me, they caught me, they caught me. Which is the reason why most of people don't carry Bible like people. You know in those days, one, one of the ways that we identify that you're a believer is that you carry Bible. Are you getting out? Even ladies, they will put New Testament inside their bag. So that, you know, sword of the spirit. Where, where, when, when the vehicle wants to go, the, the vehicle wants to have a accident, they carry the Bible. They'll put it under their pillow. And name more Bible. Nonsense. Put the word in your spirit. Put it in your heart. Internalize it. When you are pressed, let the word come out. Amen? You know when you are pressed, when you say, Moko, don't let it come out of your mouth. Yeah, don't let it come out of your mouth. Jesus, let Jesus come out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus, I'm more than conqueror. Glory to God. Praise God. The power of resurrection set us on a pedestal above powers and what? Principalities. And it's not only power, there is wisdom in resurrection. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's that wisdom that tells you not to go to the shrine and burn it. Because Jesus Christ did not burn synagogue. You are not the only one. But, you know, David said that the zeal of the house has consumed me. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was even prophesying about Jesus. So if Jesus happens to be in Lagos, he won't go to one... Uh, you know there are shrines in Lagos too. Uh, in fact, there are places in Lagos where they still do... People should not come out by 7 p.m. Or something. Things that... You, you understand what I'm talking about? You understand? Uh, you have your neighbors and your uncles doing some of these things. You should understand. They, they call you Oro or something. That people are... Hey, all those things. I've met them. They've met me. I've never gone into their shrine. To say that I want to go and burn the place. Are you getting what I'm saying? Demonstrate your power in your jurisdiction. I hope that is clear. Uh-huh. When they cross their boundary, tell them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I am telling you, look, listen to me. This power of resurrection, if you are not going through stuff, you will not really understand how heavy it is. 
There was a time in the city of Ife, they said that people were dropping dead on the road. I enter into the place, they wonder how I got into the church around 11 p.m. That people are dying. Strange things happen in cities. They said when he enters from the front, when the spirit is getting out, people will die. I said, okay. I have seen my bed and I want to go and rest. So I branch in church on my way home. The prayer coordinator of our team reminded me of what is happening in town. I said, okay, no problem. You see, there is this unusual boldness that you have when the revelation dawns on your spirit. I went home. The spirit did not come my way. Praise the Lord. You always eat in the dream and you don't like it. If you like it, continue. If you don't like it, then wake up and rebook it. I hope that is clear. You have a spirit husband. You are even pregnant in the spirit now. I bought it. By the power of resurrection. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your account does not have money. When are you going to invoke the power of resurrection? Don't you know the blood money that people used to get? The blood of Jesus also got you blessings. It's true. The power of resurrection. Are you blessed? You are a witness. Look at your neighbor. Say you are a witness. Bible says you shine as a witness. You are wise as a witness. You are full of joy as a witness. All these things I'm telling you are benefit of being a witness. You must not just receive the power of resurrection. You must also share it and demonstrate it. Demonstrating it is what confirms that you have the Holy Spirit. Not just speaking in tongues. Is that clear? Let's rise. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.